So today we are going to uh, look into uh, Schengen visa for the next one hour. So I would like to start off with explaining what exactly visa means. So visa exactly means that visitor intention to stay abroad. So if you are planning to travel to uh, any country outside India for tourism purpose or business purpose or anything like that, uh, you basically require their permission and uh, to enter their country and stay for a particular period of time. Uh, so uh, some countries like uh, Bali, Maldives and other places have a free visa for Indians. So you don't need to do any visa process or anything. You can just show them the uh, uh, Indian passport and you can enter over the immigration channel room. But countries uh, like Australia, New Zealand, uh, European countries, uh, America, Canada, these places you would, uh, you would be required to go through a visa process. You need to uh, show some documentation before you, they grant you the visa and then only you can uh, plan your travel. So uh, today we are going to particularly focus on Schengen visa. Uh, you may ask why, but uh, because uh, Schengen is one of the most common uh, visa plus one of the most uh, difficult, you can say, not difficult, uh, a lengthy process oriented uh, visa. Uh, so Schengen uh, basically is a group of uh, European countries. Uh, so with Schengen visa, you can travel within uh, 26 around 26 uh, European countries. So uh, it is basically uh, if you have a Schengen visa, you can visit all those 23, uh, 26 countries without any restriction. And uh, how to go about it? Which country to apply and all those things? Uh, so these 26 countries include uh, major tourism countries like France, Paris, uh, most people usually go for their honeymoon, then Italy is there, Switzerland is there, uh, Amsterdam is there, I mean Netherlands is there, so all these countries come under Schengen visa. So how it actually works, let's say you are planning a trip to Europe and you are spending 4 nights in uh, France, then 5 nights in Switzerland and uh, then 6 nights in Italy. So uh, you have to apply for Schengen visa, but you have to apply through one of the countries. So you can't apply through one of the countries which you are not visiting. Let's say if you are going, not going to Spain at all, you can't apply through Spain. So you have to apply on uh, from these three countries and uh, uh, the eligibility is uh, the country in which you are spending the most amount oh, of nice. time. Uh, so Italy, if you are spending six nights and France, you are spending four nights, then you have to go through Italy Schengen visa. So it depends on the uh, length of duration, not port of entry or port of exit, it depends, completely depends on the duration you are spending in that uh, country. So that is how you have to apply. And to quickly explain the how the uh, Schengen visa process happens in India, uh, so uh, the first and foremost is that they will ask for a flight ticket and hotel ticket. So first and foremost you have to plan your itinerary where you are going to stay, uh, where all you are going to visit. So day wise itinerary you have to plan. Then you have to do your flight and hotel booking. Once this is done, then you will have a clarity on which country you are visiting the most. So then you can book an uh, appointment. So there's uh, someone called as VFS who uh, is a middleman between the embassy and the customers. So you have to book an appointment with them for any particular day. You can book your online, they are available. You have to check uh, which city you are applying from, all those things is there. You decide the country, then you apply, uh, book an appointment. And once you go for the appointment, you have to carry some uh, a set of documents which we will be going through in detail later on this stage. So you have to uh, go through, uh, take all those documents, go for the appointment, submit your original passport with all the documents and then it goes for the processing. And now uh, it usually is taking around 15, 15, 15 working days. It depends on the country you are applying for. So in case you apply for France, it's a much faster process. 
So the other com uh, countries comparatively take a bit more of time compared to France. So that is it. So it depends on the country to country also. Uh, like for uh, Chennai and Bangalore, the fastest one comes uh, for France. Uh, it takes four to five working days. Sometimes they may exceed, depends, but most of the cases it comes within that time. And Germany is also very fast in uh, South India. Yeah. So if you're looking for a quick Schengen visa, then we would recommend applying. You spend more time in uh, France or Germany so that you can apply through them. So to start this session, we will start with some questions which uh, we already have it here. A few of our clients have uh, shot out a few questions. So we will start with a few questions for our clients who are already uh, you know, in the verge of applying for a Schengen visa. So can I visit the UK with a Schengen visa is a question from one of our clients called Kyle. So you cannot actually visit the uh, UK with a Schengen visa, you have to apply for a separate visa. That is uh, the UK visa it has a completely different process compared to Schengen visa. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, so you'll have to fill an online application form which will ask for a lot of personal details. You'll have to select an appointment, post that and make the payment. So once you print your application form, you'll have an appointment date where you have to go give your biometrics for UK. It's a standard processing time, it takes about 10 to 15 working days. But on the other hand, for UK, you do have a fast track uh, process which the other Schengen countries do not have. So that would cost you a bit more extra than what you actually pay, pay for the application form. So I'll let Sunil take over for the next question. Uh, so next question is how easy or difficult is it for Indians to get a Schengen visa? So uh, Schengen visa you can uh, say is a little difficult to get uh, specifically if you have not travelled before. So if you have well travelled before, if you have enough visa stamps on your passports, uh, then it should not be a problem. But for the first time traveller, so I'll tell you the problems for whom all uh, they can face. The first time traveller can always should be precaution because if you uh, uh, give proper documents then should not be a problem. Solo traveller, even if you are a man, even if you are a girl, if you are a solo traveller, they might have a problem. If you are travelling with your friends, these three cases is outlier in which they might do a little bit more scrutiny. But if you are giving enough and more documents, if you are, so they have to be convinced that you are going to come back to India. So what you can do to convince them is you can show that you have strong employment in India, that you have to come uh, back to India for sure. So there is something called as NOC letter which you can get from your uh, college or your uh, office to show the uh, embassy that this person is working so from so and so date and he will be back after his vacation. So those strong commitments and uh, you have to show financial commitments. You have to show them that you have more than enough balance to uh, support yourself when you go for the vacation over there. If the person is, uh, the visa officer is convinced about these two things, then most probably you will get your visa. But these two things can become difficult. If you are not employed, then it can be become difficult because they might suspect that you might go there and uh, look for a uh, uh, job. job over there. So uh, if you are able to uh, fulfill all these uh, requirements, then it's a simple possibility. Then you won't be there. Won't be much of an hassle, and you will get a uh, visa. Next question from one of our clients called uh, Sujita. She's asked us uh, if a person can get a Schengen visa without a personal interview. So yes, of course you can get a Schengen visa without a personal interview. But uh, again, this depends completely on the embassy and the officer who is reviewing your application. So they might call you for a personal interview just to understand what your intention is to uh, visit that particular country. So in case you're called for a personal interview, it's not that your visa is going to be rejected. So sometimes the officer might check what your intention is and you just have to explain it clearly. Suppose you're going to Italy and you get an interview, you just need to explain stating that, hey, you know what, I'm going for a vacation, it's a long uh, time planned vacation, I'm planned with my family and so on. The other hand, the heads up is that the person on the other side who's taking an interview might be a little, you know, uh, tricky in question. So you need to be very uh, sure about what you answer there and 
the more confident you are, the better chances of you getting your visa after a personal interview. Another question related to that is how do I know if I have passed my Schengen visa interview? So, on 90% of the cases, they won't call for your interview. Standard process is they call for your appointment, they collect your documents, and they give off the visa. 90, 95% they don't call for the interview. But if they call you for the interview, it will be a quick interview. It depends, case to case, it can extend also. But at the end of the interview, they are not going to tell you if they are going to grant the visa or not. Mostly after an interview, within 24 hours or 48 hours, you will get the result. Like, a result is actually once you receive the passport. If you have the stamp in it, it means you have uh, your visa granted. If you don't have a stamp, it doesn't. Like, it, there will be some reason, or they will attach a letter why they have rejected it or why they have denied it. You can't check the visa, uh, like if it is a success or not, over online or with any agent. Only when you check your passport, then only you will get to know. So even after your visa interview, they won't let you know if it is uh, granted or not because after your interview, they will again uh, go through it, how the interview went and other things. Maybe it's not nice mm -hmm. application if needed. Yeah. So they might ask few questions and sometimes what happens if you are applying as a group of four people, they might call for one person only for interview. So we have seen those cases also. So it doesn't mean that a visa can get rejected, doesn't mean that it will be granted for sure. It again depends on, be completely on the visa officer. Here I have uh, Naina asking me, can tourists get a multiple entry Schengen visa? So of course yes, tourists can get a multiple entry Schengen visa provided you have the right set of itineraries for you to apply for the same. So I'll give you an example, so suppose you're going to uh, France, you're entering into France, you're going to Spain and then coming back to France, that means you need a multiple entry visa, you can't enter with a single entry visa. So why a multiple entry is because you're entering to France, you're exiting from France and going to Spain and then you're back to France again. So that needs a multiple entry Schengen visa and of course with the right itinerary, if you apply with the right documents, say your bank balance is correct and you know your flights are correct, your hotels are booked already, so you just need to be double sure that your internal travel is also sorted. And in that case you can apply for a multiple entry Schengen visa and of course there should be no hassle that way. Okay, so we have another question, how, uh, how long does they grant Schengen visa for this question from Laila. So uh, it is uh, completely dependent on the visa person. Most of the cases, if you are traveling from let's say for 10 days, they will give you the visa for 12 days. Most of the cases. If you have a very good travel background, if you have a very well, uh, very much good uh, bank balance or so, they might ask, uh, give you the uh, Schengen visa for one month. Max to max, I have seen the maximum number is three months, not more than that. But if you're a first time traveler, if you have not traveled well enough, then they will give you for the exact period one or two days extra. That's all. So, we have Joe's asking us uh, can I apply for Schengen visa while unemployed? So, of course, uh, you can apply for Schengen visa while unemployed, but uh, provided your documents are very strong, your finances you know, are sorted out, and uh, you have the right reason for not being employed. So, basically, these European countries they don't want tourists to visit them, so it's not like they want to reject every, every application they have. The more tourists uh, they get, the more income they get. So basically, they want to promote tourism. That's the main intention of these European countries. So the person sitting on the other side who's scrutinizing your application also wants you to go to their country to spend more money. But on the other hand, because you're unemployed, you might have to uh, show you know proper documentation. In case you're unemployed, you're on a break. Say you're a college student on a break, and then you want to go for a job. So you want to have a vacation on that time, and you want to go to Europe. You need to be very sure of a sponsor letter. Suppose your dad is sponsoring for you. You need to make sure that your dad has. Uh, you know enough number of balance and uh, he's filed his idea and so on. His financials need to be on point and he, he needs to write a sponsorship letter saying that hey you know what this world is. He's visiting uh, Europe for a vacation and he's going to be back by this time. So on the other hand, the other weightage that would be is in case you've got a job offer and you have about 20 days in university in Europe, you can show an appointment letter saying that you're going to join your company on this date and then you're taking a vacation before that because 
leaving figures for you to take a vacation post that. So all these type of things are the important documents that you need to submit. A sponsorship letter, solid documents from your dad saying because he's sponsoring the trip for you. It is not difficult to get a visa when you're unemployed, but of course it completely depends on the documentation that you provide for them. It completely depends if you have a point of view, let's say they have to be, the everything boils down that they have to be convinced that you're going to come back to India and not going to stay there for a job. So and if you are also required saying that you'll be back. So if you are not employed, then they will need your strong commitment to come back to India. If you are not employed here, they will definitely think that you are going to do for a job there. Uh, but if you are not employed, then you can mention that your father is going to sponsor, your family is here, uh, your property is here, or your uh, financials are very strong here, and you can't do anything there. So any document to prove that, uh, like a message letter from your father, or uh, saying that he doesn't have any objection of sponsoring you over there, or any proof like you are going to. Uh, Pursue for your further studies, you can show your exam uh, marks, uh, exam uh, admission tickets also, uh, admit cards as well, that's uh, saying that you have so and so exam and you're going to come back and write. If you have another job after coming back, you can show their appointment letter. So, all those things which you can show to convince the visa officer that you're going to come back to India will be really helpful, and that way, uh, if they are convinced enough, then they will get your visa for sure. Because the person on the other side also wants you to come to Europe, basically. So, you can't be very sure that your visa will be granted, you just have to wait for it. So you might get a message saying your passports are dispatched or your passports are couriered. The minute you open your passport is when you know whether it's granted or rejected. So you'll have to wait till that moment. Uh, we have another question from Arun saying that is uh, looking to head to Europe this November. That is a little close. Uh, is there any fast track visa passing for a Schengen visa from India? So unfortunately there is uh, nothing like fast track visa uh, for Schengen. Uh, you can't pay extra and get that service or there's any, nothing like that. Uh, only thing you can do is you can apply through the uh, countries which uh, give the Schengen visa faster. Like I mentioned earlier, Germany and France are the quickest uh, one who process the visa within four or five working days. But then it again completely depends on case to case. Most of the times that is the time what it takes. So if you're looking to travel in November, then we, I would definitely recommend that you spend more time in France so that you can apply through France and get a visa done for you. So we have Krishnan asking us how much does a tourist visa to Europe from India cost? So uh, Krishnan, to answer your question, uh, so it would range anywhere around uh, 7,000 to 8,000 rupees per person. So you'll have to pay this directly in Europe, in uh, the VFS itself. So there's no point uh, paying it to a travel agent, you'd rather pay it directly in the VFS. So it is broken down to VFS fees and a couple of more uh, things as well. So. Uh, the day you give you biometrics, the day we book an appointment for you and send you for biometrics is the day you need to go and you know pay this on the spot. So it's around 7,000 to 8,000 rupees per person. Uh, so generally, uh, quickly I want to deviate from the question. So generally I will just quickly explain the documents which are usually required for the Schengen visa. Uh, starting with uh, general documents, uh, will be uh, one will be the visa form. So you can download a visa form uh, any from VFS website. So if you're applying from France or Italy, depends on case to case. In the case of France, you have to get an online uh, form. In the case of uh, uh, Italy or other thing, you have to you can take a handwritten form as well. So form is one of the major uh, uh, application uh, form along with uh, your passport copy original. So your, your original passport copy will be with the uh, embassy for a period of around 15 working days. So if your passport is dispatched, they're yeah. gonna have it. So if you're planning to visit and uh, go outside India within that time, it won't be possible. Then you might have to plan accordingly where you are not uh, any time, uh, any soon you're going outside of India so that uh, you, you won't be uh, needing your passport. 
So passport, uh, visa application form, photograph, photograph. There's a specific uh, specifications where uh, which uh, you can get it from the website as well. Uh, these three, along with case specific. If you are married, then marriage certificate will be uh, required. If you are uh, uh, traveling with your child, then your child birth certificate will be required. If you are going for your honeymoon and marriage has not yet happened, then you might have to show your engagement photos. Saying that engagement photograph is required, you have to show, and then invitation letter you have to. So these are the general documents which is basically required. Apart from this, uh, there is something called as employment documents. So coming to the employment documents, so this is a very uh, major thing which the Schengen visa the visa officer looks into. Employment document, you can show your NOC letter from office. Make sure that you have the company letterhead and seal and signature on the NOC letter. You can show offer letter as well along with the NOC letter. And the NOC letter is mandatory. Apart from this, you can show your uh, three months uh, salary slip, which uh, shows that you are uh, employed there uh, genuinely and is not a, a fake document or anything. You can even add extra three months to show it as six mm -hmm. months to be on six the months if you yeah, as well. Six months also you can show. Uh, that is one thing. Then apart from, if you are self-employed, uh, so this is in case of employed. If you are self-employed, uh, let's say you have your own shop or uh, if you are a sole proprietor, then certificate of incorporation or GST registration or license, uh, these kind of documents you can show. Uh, coming to financial documents, so uh, employment documents, empl uh, the person who is employed and self-employed, uh, those are the documents which is required. Coming to the financial documents, financials, 90% uh, of the cases in which we uh, see the rejection, 90% of them is because of the low balance or, or low uh, or bank uh, uh, amount which they have shown. So it is very important that you have a minimum of uh, 1 lakh per person. If two people are traveling and one person is going to sponsor, then they have to show a two lakh balance for sure. And a very updated bank statement, like in your case, you're applying in the month of November, November, probably in the first week of November, you need to show it at least till October end. So that's very advisable to show that you have, like soon as you said, one lakh per person is the recommended amount. 1.5 is, you know, better on the safer side. So you have to show the six months bank statement along with the, again, seal and signature from the bank. And it should have an average balance also, not like all of a sudden you're putting two lakhs in your exactly. account. It should have a, you should have maintained some amount. Uh, and in case of employed people, they usually ask the bank statement in which your salary is being credited, so, so that they know that salary is being credited. If you are not maintaining uh, save your savings uh, on your salary account, you can show additional accounts as well, but salary account is mandatory to show. It is good to show mandatory, they might ask, come back and ask where is your salary being credited, they might ask for that. Uh, that is one thing. Apart from this, you can show your ITR. So ITR is also a good indication of uh, how much income you are getting for you. That's another very important document that is required um, for this visa, Schengen visa particularly. It's very, very important that you show three years ITR at least. And uh, in case you don't have your ITR, so I, I know people would have, have questions saying, I don't have an idea, what can I do? You can submit your Form 16. That's another option. But just ensure you write this very strongly in your covering letter that you have an idea and submit your Form 16 to be on the other side. So that the person who reads the covering letter has some context that you have an idea and that's why you've attached the Form 16. So they shouldn't uh, be in a mindset saying that, okay, this guy has an attached idea. I don't think this will work out, should not be his thought. So to be on the safer side, you always write in the covering letter. So whatever documents you have a little bit of an issue with, uh, you know, NOC is not in the letter yet, but it's just a stamp and a signature. You write it in your covering letter saying that, hey, you know what, you don't have this. Uh, so I've attached this as well. And anyway, you're going to give your HR's number or your manager's number for them to, you know, verify. So in most cases, they don't verify. They don't call your, uh, you know, office place and uh, verify if you're actually traveling to Europe. Uh, say about 
two percent of the cases, sort of hundred percent, two percent of the cases, they might verify just a phone call to your uh, HR or your manager or whatever. So in case they call, they just need to be very clear that he's traveling to Europe at this point of time and he joined back up at this point of time. So that's another heads up that we want to give you guys. So financial documents, bank statement, IT is a mandatory document. You have to show it for sure. Uh, apart from that, okay, let's say uh, you are not uh, you are not eligible to, I mean, you are not under the taxable uh, income or two years back. So you can show two years ITR. Uh, they require three years ITR. If you have not filed, you have only currently filed. You can show that amount and uh, you can uh, uh, just mention that over your covering letter. Covering letter is something which we will come, uh, we'll come into. Uh, then financial documents, apart from this, if you have any mutual funds, any bonds or any uh, investments, or even properties or credit card statement, good credit card statement for last three months or six months. Uh, if you can, these are just an additional uh, documents which you can show to strengthen your uh, financial statement. So, like you said, if you attach these documents, that you're gonna have a concrete application. So you can be rest assured that you can be confident when you submit. So most cases, what happens when clients submit? They're always in a dilemma till uh, you know they receive their passports, whether it be granted or rejected. So if you do this, I'm not saying you might get your visa 100 percent but of course the chances of getting it are much higher. So your, your application is like complete, so you don't have to worry about application when you submit. So these documents that Sunil said are really important as well for extra weightage. So this is in the case of an adult who is working or self-employed. What if a child is going to travel or what if a student is traveling? So coming to a child, child is mostly will be traveling with their parents also. If they are not traveling with their parents or even if they are traveling with just with their mother or just with their father, uh, they have to get a uh, letter from their other parent or if they are traveling with their uncle or something they have to get a letter from the parents saying it's an NOC kind of a thing they have to uh, if they are traveling with their parents also they have to show a birth certificate stating that it is my child only uh, second thing is if they are working in as a uh, like if they are sorry if they are studying uh, in a college or a school they have to get a school or college id card along with a bona fide certificate from a school and college so that's all will be required for a student and uh, for a so on the other hand just a small heads up so uh, you guys might think what NOC is. NOC is basically a no objection letter. So no objection letter in the sense your parents in case are sitting here with your uncle or uh, one of your relatives, they'll write a letter saying that they have no objection in you traveling with these people at this kind of time. So that is one letter that is a basically is a declaration from your own parents saying that they don't have any issues with you traveling with your uh, you know, relatives or uh, however it is. Yeah, so that is there. Apart from this case to case, uh, these are the basic documents which are required. Apart from this, uh, case to case, the documents can uh, change. For a freelancer, it might change. For self-employed, it might change. For a person who is quitting a job and who is going to a new job, it might change. For a person who is working in a family business. So family business is like, for if you see any Indian uh, family business, they don't withdraw salary. Uh, the son might be working in his father's firm, but he not maybe withdrawing salary because they're taking a cut from the uh, profit. So these kind of thing, things, uh, depends on case to case, you have to reach out to an expert uh, to get these kind of things started. This is where we come into a place. Schengen Visa, we don't do much. We can't uh, pay for uh, the fee. We can't, we can only book an appointment, but we can let you know what documents to carry. We can let you know case specifically, what is the uh, documents, what additional things which will, which will be required. This is where you might need an uh, uh, expert advice on how to go about Schengen Visa, because this is where it might get tricky. Apart from all these documents, there is something called as covering letter. So covering letter is basically a summary which you are going to explain to the visa officer. He is going to read your covering letter for the first thing when your document comes to him. So covering letter, you have to just write few things. 
uh, let's say me and uh, me and Raj are traveling. I'll be writing a covering the state in that I have a holding passport number so and so. We'll be traveling to uh, Europe. I will mention what all countries I'm traveling. I'll mention from which date to which date, and I will be traveling with uh, Raj. If in case if he is my relative, let's say Raj is my uh, brother. So I will just say that uh, I will be traveling with my brother Raj. Raj passport number and a relationship with Raj. Then we'll mention what is our purpose. Why are we going to Europe? If we are going for a football match, if we are going only for a tourism purpose, what exactly is what we are going to we have to explain there. And if any document, let's say I am not able to submit the idea of last two years, but the current year only I am able to submit. I will mention my salary was not enough for me to file an idea, so that's why I have not filed an idea for last two years, but this year. So any any thing which you want the visa officer to be aware of before he goes through your documents is uh, what you can mention in the covering letter. So and basically, it's like a report card. He opens that and he gets all the information from that on what you actually are declaring, what you've given, what you've attached, what kind of uh, intent you have to travel. So it's always very advisable to write your covering in a very, very detailed manner. It's okay to take that 20 extra minutes, think about your writing, uh, you know, put down a lot of thought in the covering letter. And the more you write in your covering letter, the safer it is. Because I've, we've had cases where a documentation was a bit, uh, you know, uh, we review application. So we would give a 90% out of 100%, but we still were confident because the covering letter was really, really strong enough. We wouldn't recommend taking that route, but yes, in case you don't have your ITR or uh, in case you haven't had your form 16 for three convenience years and so on, you can declare it in your covering letter and the other documents that you want to, you know, uh, also include in that, you can let them know saying this is the purpose and this is the reason. So it's very, very uh, important that you write a very detailed covering letter to ensure that the visa officer is aware of what you're submitting and what purpose you're visiting uh, that European country for. So that is about it. Coming back to the question, so we have a question from uh, Ritvika, uh, does a Schengen visa get rejected if I forget to attach one document? Depends what document you forget. So if it is in one of a major document, let's say bank, if you're not giving any bank statement, then the visa officer won't even know. Uh, so first of all, you won't be able to submit without any main documents because when you go to the appointment for the visa uh, VFS center, the person who is sitting in VFS center will review your document before sending it to the embassy. So once he reviews the documents, if one of the major document is missing, they won't take the uh, application at all. Uh, so if they might ask you to come back again tomorrow with the additional uh, document. But let's say you have not given shown enough uh, balance, then yeah, it is very risky. You might lose, uh, you might get rejected. Second thing is if you have employment, you have not shown properly any document, then you might get rejected. So it depends, completely depends. So this is where uh, we help you guys. So how our process works is once a client is decided on where to go, once they do the booking, we get in touch with them. We ask them what is the comfortable time for them to visit, uh, go for an appointment. Appointment also can become tricky. Let's say your passport is from Delhi, but you are in Chennai for more than six months. Then you have to apply through Chennai only, not from Delhi, because you've been here for more than six months. But let's say your passport is from Delhi, you just moved to Chennai and we only need one month. Then you have to go back to Delhi and from your back from Delhi. So there are jurisdictions in VFS uh, countries, so you have to, we can help you with that. So once the appointment is decided, then we will send you a checklist in which all the forms will be there, all the documents will be required. Once you collect the documents, we will do a cross-check uh, what all documents is collected, what all documents you are taking. Then VFS guard person will again do a cross-check and then it will go to the embassy. So there is a very minimum chance that you will miss out on any document. but. If you do, it definitely depends on what kind of document you're missing out, if, uh, if that is going to be a deciding factor. So one of our uh, clients have asked one more question. Hello, Raj and Sunil. I'm self-employed. I don't have a payslip. Uh, what should I show to get it approved? So in case uh, you don't have a payslip, all right, it's always advisable to get a letter from your HR 
you already have an NOC, so in that maybe you can mention it saying that the payslips are not available and you also write it in your covering letter stating that not available because of so and so reasons. I'm pretty sure that each organization that you work for will be able to provide you some kind of proof for the pay you actually receive. So you can get a letter from the HR or an acknowledgement from them with a seal and signature also would uh, you know, do justice to that. Uh, we have another question from uh, Deepu. Hey guys, can you please let me know what the kind of biometric requires for VFS? So when you go for the VFS, there are a few things which you have to do it over there. One is you have to pay the fee directly at the VFS only. So we can't take the fee in advance. That is one thing. Second thing is you have to drop all your documents at the VFS once you go for the appointment. Third and major important thing why people are called to VFS is to take the biometrics. Biometrics is just your fingerprints is what they will be taking. And if you have already given a biometric in last uh, three years, is then it won't be required again. But then you have to mention it specifically that you, from when did you give a biometric last time and where exactly you have given the biometric. So it is a mandatory requirement, you have to go there. So if two people are traveling, not one person can go and submit both documents. All the people have to go because they have to give a biometric. Bio another question hi Raj and Sunil can you tell me how easy it is to get Schengen visa for Indians so uh, it's not that uh, it's easy or it's hard uh, for Indians to get Schengen visa it depends on the process and the country you're applying for okay it can't be a case that um, uh, you know Spain is easier and Italy is uh, tougher so it depends on what kind of documentation each and every person submits for example uh, there's a set of uh, working days that each uh, embassy uh, owns so basically for italy it might be around uh, 10 15 working days Spain it might be a bit more higher and on season time it might be around 20 days as well 20 22 days as well so it's always advisable to have about at least uh, say about 20 or 15 to 20 working days but on the other hand uh, uh, france visa is much easier compared to the uh, other uh, countries you know because we've had cases we have clients who have had uh, their visas granted in about two or three working days on the other hand, France also has taken about uh, 11 to 12 working days in more cases. Uh, so in season time, it completely depends. But it is not that um, it's not easy for Indians to get, uh, uh, you know, a Schengen visa. It depends on the documentation. Like we said, a hefty bank balance, a, a very strong covering letter, a proper ITR or Form 16 and all that. So proper set of documents that, so basically the officer needs to understand that they're there for tools and purpose and you're, you're going to come back and join your work. So he just wants an understanding and a concrete uh, uh, you know, response saying that you'll be back to India and you'll join your work back or whatever. So they don't want you to misuse that visa there. So that's the main intention. So it's not that it's difficult for Indians to get it. It's just about convincing visa also. So that's why we're saying make your document very concrete. It makes a lot of things easier. Uh, Rajiv is asking, am I required to have a travel insurance for Schengen visa approval? Yeah, so Schengen visa travel insurance is one of the mandatory document for uh, Schengen visa. And the minimum, like there's a standard, like this should be the minimum travel insurance. There's categories of travel insurance, 50k silver plan, 100k silver plan, uh, 50k gold plan. And the basic which you should have for sure is the 50k silver plan. So, and it should be like if you're traveling from 1st uh, November to 15th November, you have to trigger travel insurance from 1st November to uh, 30th of November. You have to have that 15 extra days. So that is also one of the criteria. Uh, for going for a Schengen visa, and it is a mandatory document that you have to have a travel insurance. So, I have another question here from Mr. Vinod. Uh, what are some reasons for Schengen visa application, rejection, and denials? So, there are a lot of reasons uh, that we get uh, because of rejections and denials. But on the other hand, uh, again, like we said, it depends on the embassy and the office sitting on the other side. So, a few of the reasons that we have come across is uh, that the visa officer was not able to uh, you know, finalize it to be back to India. Uh, on the other hand, there are a few cases that we've had rejections because of low bank balance. 
So the VFS, of course, before you submit the documents, will review your documents. So these folks in VFS, they review your documents in such a way whether you have the document or not. They don't see if that document has the balance, does it have that information. So they wouldn't tell you saying your cover letter is not intact. You have to write more information. They will only see if you have submitted a cover letter. So uh, the more intel you put in your application form, the more intel you put, uh, you know, a lot of bank balance is what is recommended. So in case you have low bank balance, it's very risky for you to apply a Schengen visa. In case, uh, you know, your NOC is not solid or in case you're solo traveler and there's no NOC from your parents, it's pretty risky. And uh, there have also been reasons where uh, we've had, uh, you know, so it's, it's also not advisable to have anything dummy in your itinerary. So just confirm your flights, book your hotels. So it's very recommended that you book your internal travels as well. So we don't recommend, uh, uh, you know, sending dummy itineraries because I had a question. Uh, so another client has asked us a question if it's advisable to uh, you dummy bookings and take it for the visa interviews. It's, it's not uh, advisable because in case you call for an interview, uh, the meaning of calling you for an interview is because it's scrutinizing your application. So in that sense, they might check your uh, confirmed bookings. And in case you've blocked the flight already and you've taken that, uh, you know, ticket for verification, in case you check that PNR is expired, that's an instant relation you have. So we recommend booking your flights and hotels in advance to ensure that, uh, you know, you have a hassle-free visa process. And we have had a case in which the uh, visa officer sent a letter saying that they will require a non-refundable hotel booking. Mm -hmm. Because they usually call the hotel to check the reservation. And sometimes what happens, people book in, uh, from booking.com in which you doesn't, don't require a uh, credit card uh, or anything. You can just reserve it without any fee. So those booking.com vouchers and other things, the visa officer will look very particularly. In one of the very particular cases, they have sent the letter saying that uh, I need a uh, non-refundable booking, then only I can process your visa. So we had to cancel, we had to, because that client booked the hotels on their own, so we had to ask them to cancel those hotels. Then we did it from our end and we gave them the vouchers and then only they would, they were able to do the uh, visa process. So, so it's very uh, required that you provide all the original documents, you can't uh, give any uh, fake document as well because if you are, uh, if one of the Schengen visa get rejected, then next time if you are applying it becomes even more difficult because they will have a record of all the, the rejections yes. and uh, approval. So if you have, it is rejected for the first time, second time it will get more difficult, third time it is going to get even more difficult. Unless and until you give a proper additional document or any additional yeah. thing which you show when you are applying for the next time. So Karthik has asked us, do embassies give us a reason for visa denial because recently my visa was rejected. Of course, uh, when your visa is rejected, you will get a rejection letter. So the rejection letter might be in the, the language of the own country. So sometimes might, uh, you know, there might be a translation of the same letter. But uh, we've had cases in Italy uh, where visa is rejected and we've got the letter in Italian. So uh, in case your visa is rejected, I'm pretty sure that your next question would be, would we get a refund for flights and hotels? So that's dependent in case your letter is in English. Uh, your travel agent that uh, you generally book through or uh, whoever it is, you can go back and tell them saying we have a rejection letter in English and you can apply for a refund. But of course, they would always give you a rejection letter. They are actually uh, subjected to give you a rejection letter any time your visa is You have the right to know why your visa exactly. is rejected, but the reason can be a little weak. The visa officer can just put that, I'm not satisfied uh, that you are going to come back to India exactly. because of your employment and financial reasons. Most of the cases we are seeing like that only. So, um, 95% of the cases it's because of the employment or the financial proof. These are two cases. And most of the cases when you are travelling with your family or for your honeymoon or any vacation like that, then it should not be a problem if you have uh, uh, sufficient documents with you.
only solo traveler, unemployed traveler, or the people who don't have enough documents, that is the only thing. So by this AMA, you should not feel like that it is very difficult or very impossible to get a Schengen visa. It is actually easy if you have all the documents with you. If you have a proper documents, 99% of the time you won't get a visa reservation, you will get your visa approved. But if the documents are not uh, satisfactory, your situation is not satisfactory, then you can get it. So we have a client asking us what questions can be asked at a Schengen visa interview for Greece and Iceland. So there is no set of particular questions for each country. So the officer sitting there basically would ask you, why are you coming to my country? That's the first question. Sometimes they might ask you, what is your intention to come to Greece? Or what is your intention to come to Iceland? Or suppose France or Italy, whatever it is. You just need to ensure that the answer you throw out is very reasonable. So they might be rude at times because they just want to understand if you're really, your intent is to really travel and just come back. So they would sometimes drill you uh, and ask you a lot of questions. You need to be very calm and composed and let them know that, hey, you know what, I'm traveling to your country and want to visit. It's a long time dream or whatever plans you have in mind. And they might ask you questions in such a way that, okay, you're going to Greece, why are you staying in Athens, why are you staying in Mykonos? They might have questions like these. Be very reasonable and be very confident when you answer these questions. So the more confident you are, the more chances that you're, you pass the interview and you get a visa as soon as possible. So there's no set of uh, questions uh, that are determined for There might be around three or four questions that uh, you know it might rotate around, but it depends on the person sitting on the other side. Uh, it, it is very uh, you know unexpected that they might have uh, very difficult questions for you to answer. But I'm pretty sure that uh, with the right application form and all your documents you submitted, you have the right answers uh, for you to uh, give it to the officer. So in that case, probably in two or three days, you should get your visa granted. Or whatever the decision is. Okay, so we have another question. Uh, okay, so we have a question from Abdul. Uh, I am a South Indian living in North India. I have been living here in Delhi for three months. From uh, where should I apply the visa for? So first of all, sir, it depends on which country you are applying the uh, visa uh, from because some countries like Greece don't have jurisdiction. You can apply from any city. Uh, if you are traveling to Italy, there is jurisdiction. So it first of all, it depends on which country you are applying through. First, we have to know that. Uh, uh, you have not mentioned that. So to give you a general uh, example, in case of Italy itself, if you are living in one particular city for more than six months, you have to apply from there only. But you have to show some proof that you have been there for six months. You can show your electricity bill or your phone bill or anything like that. Uh, but if not, um, if it is less than six months, then you have to go to the place where you have uh, passport has been issued and you have to apply from there only. So I have been living in uh, Delhi for three months. So you might have to come back to Chennai. Again, depends on which country you are applying to. If it is a Greece, then you can apply in uh, uh, Delhi itself. It's not a problem. So you can uh, comment on our uh, this thing video, or you can just reach out to us. We will ask Deepak to drop you a uh, number. You can just message us for further information. We will let you know regarding that. Super. So Rohit, our uh, one of our clients, also asked us, heading to Amsterdam soon. How many days is Netherlands going to take to issue Schengen tourist visa to India? So uh, if you're heading to Amsterdam, I will apply at the Netherlands Embassy. So. Uh, it would range any, anywhere around uh, 10 to 15 working days, but that is a standard processing time that every embassy gives out. Uh, it might, you know, you might even get it around 8 days or 10 days, but it depends. Amsterdam has, uh, so Netherlands as a process, it would take around 12 working days, average working days, 12 is the average number of working days. So on the other hand, again, so documentation needs to be on point. So in case uh, you're going as a group of uh, friends for a bachelor party or whatever, just ensure that the right reasons are given and also you have that proper bank balance and uh, your financials. Also ensure that 
you know the NOC that you get from a company is solid that they're mentioning that you come back to work at this point of time. So of course, uh, so at the end uh, result will be around 10 to 12 working days. Uh, so we have another uh, question from Amita. What happens if the visa is rejected for the first time? Can we reapply in another okay. embassy? So always there's a risk once the visa gets rejected. And some countries have a cooling period. Like you, if you're applying through France or so, if the visa gets rejected, then you can't apply for the next three months or six months. So it depends on which country is rejecting the visa. Uh, again, if you're going to apply for the visa, if you apply with the same documents, we won't recommend. Because if it is getting rejected for the first time, if you apply again with the same documents, it's definitely going to get rejected. But 90% of the time, it's going to get rejected. If you're planning to reapply, then you have to uh, uh, strengthen your documents. Let's say the, uh, the person is saying that you don't have enough balance in your you might not have enough balance in your account, but you can explain to him saying that I don't have enough balance in my account because I keep investing in my mutual funds or recurring deposit or fixed deposit and you can show those documents to them so that they are convinced, okay, this guy is earning enough and he's investing other places, that is why his bank uh, balance is low. If they're not convinced that your employment status is good, then you can give your uh, offer letter, you can give the NOC letter, you can specifically mention in a company letter that you can reach out to my HR any point of time, you can call them or uh, you can give any website link in which they shows that this person is employed or any uh, employment, uh, any, uh, you know, uh, the career pages in which company mentioned that this person is employed. With this that is a very strong proof uh, to, you know, let the officer know that you're actually working for the organization and you have to be back and you will be back. So that's a very convincing thing to do for them. So if you are actually uh, going to reapply, then we would recommend apply with an additional document. And it depends on country to country in which country it was rejected and which again you are going to apply. There are some cases in which cooling time is required, some cases you can apply immediately. So that again depends. So Amitabh, you can reach out to us. If you have recently faced any visa rejection, we can help you out how to go for it. Alright, so we have a question from all our clients. So what clothes are appropriate for a Schengen visa interview? So there's no set of clothes that are appropriate for a Schengen visa interview. We would just recommend that you go in uh, you know, plain formals or you know, uh, business casuals or whatever it is. Just be smart and uh, be very confident when you answer the questions. So it's not like they have a dress code for you to uh, you know, step into Just the, be presentable yeah, so that exactly. the visa officer is convinced. Exactly. If you go in shorts... Uh, <laughs> not recommended to go in shorts. If you so go like a hippie, then he, they might feel that uh, you are not fit. Yeah, because they are the one who is going to decide if you are fit for to travel to their country or not. So uh, then it completely depends. But if you are going for an appointment, appointment is nothing necessary. Because yeah. there is only visa, VFS person is going to be there. So that is not required. But if you are specifically called for an interview, then it is best that you wear your uh, suitable clothes or perfect clothes. So of course, connecting to the previous question, what questions might the visa interview guy ask? So he might ask you why you're wearing shorts. So it's safer that uh, you know you go in jeans or uh, business uh, formals or however it is. So, so we have a, another question stating that uh, they are visiting Europe, uh, France and other places, but one of the, in Amsterdam, his friend or relative is staying. Okay, let's say you're going to Europe and two or three nights you're going to stay with your relative. So for those two or three nights, you're not going to book a hotel. So what you have to do is you have to get an invite letter from the person who is staying there. Invite letter from them stating that you're inviting, they are inviting you to come and stay with them for this period of time. Second thing is you have to get their passport copy, uh, scan copy with their resident proof and visa. So these are the things which shows that this person is generally staying there and not an illegal uh, immigrant. That is one thing. Second thing is that person is willing to call you, uh, invite you to stay with them. That is one thing. And where you actually going to stay will be their resident proof. So if you show these three things, then it should not be a problem. You can uh, show these additional documents and you can apply for 
that. And it is necessary that you mention their contact details uh, in the uh, the invitation letter which they are providing. So that because uh, sometimes embassy calls the hotel, sometimes embassy calls the employer, sometimes embassy calls the uh, person who is inviting as well. So you never know. So you, it is always necessary that wherever possible you can provide your contact your contact number in company letter, your employer contact number in national letter, your uh, if some person is inviting in the invitation letter, you can provide the contact details. So we have another question from Rajiv. Am I required to have travel insurance for Schengen visa? Uh, well, I guess I have already covered it. airport. Okay, so another question we have from Abhinav uh, Kaushik. I have a Schengen visa provided by Netherlands. I went there and have it stamped using uh, the visa. I have I already went to France and now I'm back to London. Consider I have the necessity to go to Germany. Can I directly fly from London to Germany, or should I go to uh, via Netherlands only? So yeah, if you have a multiple entry visa and if your visa is valid then you can definitely fly directly to the Germany without an issue. Uh, the thing is you have to just check if it is uh, uh, if it is valid because validity is what matters here because most of the cases they only uh, give validity for a specific period of time. Maybe your if, you have, huh, if you have the validity then you can directly fly to Germany should not be a problem. And multiple entry and single entry, let's say if you have a single entry visa then you can ent enter uh, uh, a Schengen country not more than one time, you can enter it only a uh, single time. If you have multiple entry, then it should not be a problem. You can enter the single country how many times ever you want, depending on what is the validity of the visa. So I hope that answers your question. So we have uh, one of our kind uh, asking, Hey Raj, I'm a college student planning to go on a solo trip to Europe sometime in December. Is it possible for me to apply for the visa directly? So of course, like um, we had said earlier, you have to go to the VFS, you have to be present there. Uh, given that you're going on a solo trip, just make sure that uh, your documentation is perfect. So solo trip in the sense, are you a student or uh, are you employed, are you self-employed? So that depends on what kind of documentation you need. So the documentation needs to be on point and whatever you write in the calling letter needs to make a lot of sense. So like we said, your calling letter needs to be concrete. Given that you're a solo traveler, you also need to ensure that uh, you give the embassy reasons saying that you'll be back for sure after a vacation. So of course you can uh, you know apply uh, as a solo traveler. On the other hand, you need to be present to the VFS to give your biometrics. Uh, so once that is done, you have to just wait in case you get a letter or a call from the embassy stating that they need to interview you. Like we said earlier, you have to go through the interview process. You just need to be very confident with the officer and understand, uh, you know, and let them know that you know you have to be back at a particular point of time. Again, to clarify on Abhinav questions, just to give you an extra information, if you have a Schengen visa, if you got your Schengen visa from Italy, it doesn't mean that your first port of entry should be Italy. You can enter any Schengen country through that visa as long as it is valid. So it doesn't matter if you have got your visa from France, Italy, Spain, you can enter any of the Schengen country without any uh, thing. If they might ask why you have applied through France and not going to France at all, then you can explain them to say that they usually don't ask. If they ask your declaration, you can tell them that you can change your plan at later on stage and you have the uh, tickets with you. And it is always recommended that you carry your tickets with you so that when you are at the immigration, if they ask where are you going to stay or when are you going to return, you can just show it as a proof. So we have a client asking us, is day-wide itinerary required when applying for Schengen visa? Of course, day-wide itinerary is very recommended when you apply for Schengen visa because uh, when you're supporting when you're supporting documents are there and you're applying for a visa and the officer is reviewing your application, he needs to understand where, what countries you're visiting at what point of time and what dates. 
so that determines the number of uh, you know days they give you a visa as well for so uh, in case you're traveling for 10 nights to europe in case you're uh, in that 10 nights you're staying four nights in france and uh, three nights in italy and then three nights in uh, spain uh, you're gonna apply for france because the maximum number of stays there all right so when you apply for france they need to see you right there france maybe two nights in paris and two nights in nice is what you're preferred so he wants to understand where where all you're going in france the day by day is just going to be about landing when you're landing the day of landing what you're going to do for the next four days and so on that's a continuation so day by day is very recommended when you apply for schengen visa uh, we have another question from amita uh, for nordic uh, uh, how nordic countries how to go about the visa if they don't have consulate service in my city okay so in case of let's say iceland uh, for iceland uh, they don't have consulate in uh, all the cities in india so uh, they usually you have to go usually through denmark so you have to book an appointment for a denmark vfs and you have to go through that so each nordic country depends on which city you are staying and which place you are staying there's always given that it's a schengen visa and uh, it's combinedly uh, standardized by 26 countries if you they don't have a consulate in india then you can go through the other consulate Specifically, in case in top of my mind, I have the Iceland. We have to go through Denmark. Yes, Other places, Amitabh, you can reach out to us. You can let us know where exactly you want to go, so that uh, we can help you out in which uh, place you have to. Uh, Book a vacation at the summit. Give you the services you need. So, yeah. Because you seem to have a lot of questions here, but we will definitely help you out. With so I look forward uh, for your booking in the next couple of days. Uh, so yeah. So we have another question. Looking to head to Europe this November. So I think you've already answered this. Uh, yeah. I was discussing Schengen with my friends, and they were telling me something about flight diary. What is that? So, flight diary is basically your flight ticket. So, that is called a flight diary. So, people say flight diary or flight ticket. So, it's just your flight ticket that you need to present. So, flight ticket in the sense, basically, they need to know that you're entering Europe on this date and you're exiting Europe on that date. So, they need to confirm flight diary. Like I said, don't take dummy at all. Don't take chances because the chances of rejection are much higher in case they verify your documents. So, always have a confirmed flight booking for that. while we are on this topic apart from the international flight ticket let's say if you're going from italy to uh, france or france to spain or spain to germany they would like to know how you are traveling between these countries if you're traveling from one schengen country to another schengen country they need to see your flight voucher train voucher or bus however you're traveling that is one thing you which you have to show for sure basically you're entering a travel between countries is something that is very important as well and another interesting thing which i wanted to point out was if you let's say there are 26 countries which come under schengen most of the european countries which people from india visit for tourism is mostly covered mm-hmm. but some countries let's say croatia is not covered under schengen what to do in case of croatia turkey as well turkey as well uh, croatia if you are <coughs> traveling to croatia and for that period of time if you have a valid schengen visa let's say you are traveling to uh, greece for uh, first 6 days of your vacation the next 6 days is for croatia when you are applying for the schengen visa you can write in the coming letter that you will be traveling to croatia as well and to give me schengen visa for that period as well because you can enter croatia with a schengen visa although it doesn't come under uh, the schengen jurisdiction but you can enter with uh, schengen visa so it is always better to keep a Uh, Croatia between two Schengen countries, so that the entire uh, you will get a uh, visa for the entire trip, and you can travel Croatia. In case of Turkey, Turkey is little bit more uh, process oriented, but the thing is, if you have an valid USA, uh, UK, or Schengen. Schengen visa, you can easily get an E visa for Turkey. E visa is much easier process. Instant. You don't have to go stand anywhere. Hmm. You just, just have to apply, and you have to just get a visa. <laughs> if you don't have an E visa, then you have to apply separately for Turkey. And if you are going to Croatia, although not going to Schengen uh, at all, then you have to apply for Croatia. 
So last five minutes, uh, so keep your questions coming. Uh, so we have one question from Deepak. I want to travel to Sweden by next week. Will I get a Schengen visa? What is the minimum? Next duration? week? I think that is a joke. <laughs> next week is uh, very very difficult uh, for you to book an appointment. Upon getting uh, an appointment yeah, itself can yeah. be a tricky thing for next week. That's the biggest challenge you have right now. <laughs> because appointment, so VFS also uh, allows only selective people. Uh, on a particular day, so appointment can get sold out. So you should plan an appointment one day, uh, sorry, one week prior, so that you get the desired appointment. And there's a particular timing. If you have taken an appointment at 1:30, if you go by 4 o'clock, they won't uh, let you in. So 15-20 minutes delay is fine, but try to be there at least 10 minutes before your appointment time, because they're very strict on the timings. They're very strict on the things which you're carrying with you. Try to carry just your documents and minimum things and not other things, because you have to scan all those things and other things. Also there. And just take additional copies of all the documents. If you go there and do a Xerox over there, it's very expensive when you do it in the VFS uh, center because they take make the money out of it. If you're going to take a photograph over there, then it's going to cost a lot. So it is definitely recommended that you take even extra copies with you. Photographs, again, we want to give you a heads up as well on photographs. So uh, they have each country has specifications. Basically, Schengen visa has specifications. But on the other hand, just ensure that whether you're taking the right specification and uh, the right mode of finish. Suppose it's glossy or if it's matte, because uh, there is matte, semi-matte, and glossy finish for uh, these photos. So you need to check, double check, and take the right photos uh, for your uh, with your application form so that you can submit. Otherwise, uh, there's going to be a lot, lot of last minute tension because a lot of people will have appointments on the same dates, and in case you miss your appointment slot, you have to wait and then submit. So that's going to almost take one whole day. So I'm pretty sure most of you uh, working on busy days won't be able to accommodate such type of requests. So just ensure that you always double check uh, your documents in the travel agent or with us or however it is and uh, ensure before you submit, you will be very confident on the documentation that you submit. Uh, we have a question from Stefia Stephen. Uh, what are some of the most common rejections? I think we've already answered. We have already mentioned to give you, you might have not seen it, but uh, most common rejection is because of the employment. If employment documents are not provided uh, correctly and the other reason is if your financials are not strong. Uh, we have another question from Ashwin Ramesh. Guys, please help me out with this info. Is Schengen visa valid for Croatia, Montenegro, or should I apply for a separate visa? So, uh, Croatia, I can tell you, Montenegro, I will have to check. We can reply to your comment for that particular one. I will have to check, cross-check what exactly uh, is required for that. Croatia, as I said, if you are visiting Croatia and if you have a Schengen visa for that period of time, let's say, if you are visiting Europe from 1st to 10th and if you are visiting Croatia anywhere between 6 to 8 and if you have a visa for 1st to 10th then you don't require an additional visa That's for right. Croatia. The other country I will have to check, I am not very sure, I don't want to give you a wrong information. We will definitely reply back to that comment so with the full information. But Croatia, yes you can. Croatia is fine, the other country we will let you know in the comments. Uh, we have last 2 minutes, anything which you want to add? So basically don't be very scared of Schengen visa. It is just like any other visa, just that the process is a bit more, the documentation is a bit more. If you have everything is in place, then definitely you will get your visa. Don't be scared. Take all the documents with you. Don't be apprehensive that why I have to show these documents, why I have to show that document. Because these are the requirements from the consulate, from the embassy. So if you want to visit their country, then you have to follow their rules and you have to get these things. And don't overstay your visa over there. That can become a bit of a problem. Uh, you can become... a be careful with your passports, with your visa when you're traveling there because if you lose your passport, you will have to come back to India within 48 hours with take, after taking your uh, temporary passport. So all these kinds of things are there. 
anything which we uh, uh, feel uh, we have missed or any person who have missed this question uh, asking question can drop us a comment asking for the questions any feedback you have for us you guys can ask for the feedback if you want to book any Europe trip, you can book with us. We will definitely help you with the Europe. Uh, yeah, the right of documents, and we'll always give you the best of documents for you to carry. And of course, we, the weightage is what matters at the end of the day in the application. So we can help you out of that. And if you see our visa record for last season, uh, Europe, we have Schengen visa uh, success rate of ninety-seven point eight something. Yes. So it's not a problem. You can apply. Uh, help take our help for a visa also, for planning also, for everything, we sort it out depending on when So we give you visa assistance when you book a trip with us, so that is end-to-end -end assistance basically. We uh, even book an appointment for you, the only thing you have to do is run through the documents with us, go to the VFS and submit it from your side. So before that we do three checks, so basically the first level check would be is for us to send you the required checklist and then we do a thorough check of your documents, you send us a scan copy through email so we check all your documents. When we give a go ahead, we let you know if anything is missing. So in case anything is missing, we do a review two days before your appointment to ensure that there's enough gap for us to come and give you a heads up that maybe in case your bank balance is lower, we let you know. So we have one day for you to go back to your bank and get that extra balance. So this is the process we generally follow. So visa stance is there and do it. In case you book an appointment and give it to you, you just need to be physically present there to give your biometrics. Any other questions you have, you can just drop a comment. And Ashwin, one part of your question will definitely answer. Sorry about that. We are because I'm not doubly sure about that, so we'll definitely reply to that uh, comment after the session is over. Within 30 minutes, you can expect an answer for that. Apart from that, if you want to reach out to us, you can message us over on Facebook, or you can you have our number over our website. You can reach out to us, or if you have our email address, my email address will be sunilapplicatory.com. This will be rajapplicatory.com. So you can drop us a mail personally. We will reply to that. Should not be a problem. Any visa assistant. And also note that we just don't do visa if you're doing with a package with us, like if you're booking your trip with us, then only we will be able to help you with the visa. So do reach out to us for Europe visa or any other trip. So this is Sunil signing off and thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks.